0: Welcome to the Thriving Forward podcast. Now to introduce your hosts. Hi, I'm Megan Laspinera. I'm the founder and executive director of Kids Thrive 585, Inc., and a pediatrician in Rochester, New York. And I'm
1: Sarah Collins-McGowan. I'm also a pediatrician here in Rochester, and I teach community health and advocacy to pediatric residents. In each episode, we will speak with people involved in good works and projects in the greater Rochester area. We hope that by introducing you to these inspirational people and their stories, you will be motivated to learn more about these amazing organizations in our region and the fabulous people who keep them working. Hi, everyone. We wanted to let you know that this interview was recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic became widespread in the United States. We are now living through a time of anxiety, disruption to our daily lives, and uncertainty. We feel it is important to continue to lift up those whose work supports our community every day. As we move into and emerge out of the immediate health crisis posed by COVID-19, please remember that this pandemic will worsen the inequities our community already struggles with. The interviews we are sharing are with the people among us who will lead the way in addressing those inequities. Let them give you hope and inspiration. Hi, everyone. On today's episode of Thriving Forward, I'm here with Jackie Dozier from Trillium Health. Jackie manages the Women's Prevention Program and in the Innovation Institute at Trillium Health. Hello, Jackie. Thanks for talking with me today. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Um, so we like to start with an icebreaker. What's something that you've been into lately? It can be anything.
0: Oh, I've been going to the movies a lot lately. Yeah, so um just self-care. Um going hang, going and watching some of the movies that I've been trying to catch up on. Um myself. So just doing a little self-care. Sometimes that's the best way to yes, see a movie, I find. Yes, <laughs> yes I agree. Um,
1: so for people who might not know, maybe you could start by explaining what Trillium Health does in a broader sense first, and then talk a little bit more about your specific role with them.
0: Sure. So I like to say that Trillium Health, we are one-stop shopping organization. So um, we provide services um, <clears throat> formally for individuals living with HIV and AIDS. We have now become a fairly qualified health center lookalike. And so our services that we provide are um, primary care. We help individuals um, with getting medical insurance. We have housing. Um, So we have doctors, clinicians, nurses, PAs um, on our clinical team, as well as uh, behavioral wellness staff. Um, We have um, housing um <clears throat> we do some dental we now have pediatrics um g y n services at one of our locations now, which is fairly new um that opened up in september um we have a substance use substance abuse program, which is our syringe exchange program we have a day health program um a food cupboard um so pretty much anything that folks in the community need, we are able to to provide those services for. And then you specifically work with the Women's Prevention Program? I specifically work with the Women's Prevention Program. Our program actually um, focuses on our target population are women and girls of color. Um, We do prevention education. So we go into um, some of the transitional women's housing, um, schools, um, the Monroe County jail, um, we do free HIV, STI and hep C testing, um, in house as well as on our mobile unit. We have a outreach fan, um, that we take out, um, and go into the various, uh, quadrants of the city, um, to do free HIV, hep C and STI screenings, um. <clears throat> So, yeah, so that's our women's prevention program. Um, We also have support groups. We have a Tea Time support group for women who are HIV positive. Um, We have a support group for women 25 and over, Sisters Keeper. We do a Black Girls Matter workshop, which is the first Friday of every month for um, girls and their female guardians. Um, We have actually just recently... Um, did, started a Latino girls matter workshop over at Monroe high school. So really the women's prevention team is all about um, prevention education to women and girls in the community. Um,
1: you see, so you work a lot in the community and as you mentioned specifically with populations of color mm-hmm. and, and women and girls, um, how do you find that you approach healthcare maybe a little bit differently with that population? Um, you know, in terms of just where you where you reach them mm-hmm. and what kind of messaging you do? Because mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, Trillium's really been a leader in that mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you've done a lot of work.
0: Yeah, so I've always been um, a community advocate. Um, and so for me, it's really um, about building rapport and relationships with people first, um, because I feel like, and a lot of times, you know, people want to see people, who look like them, um, it makes it easier to relate to wherever that person is in that space at that moment. Um, and being able to understand, um, we have to meet people where they are. Um, and so for me, because it is my passion, um, it comes easy for me to, to be able to have conversations, um, with people. And I like to say that, um, I think I've earned um, a lot of respect in the community because people do trust me. And, you know, I am, um, people realize that I'm very um, empathetic about the issues and particularly in communities of color. Um, so I think it comes easy for me. It's a natural thing for me.
1: Yeah. And that, I mean, I think you're right that relationship building mm-hmm. is so important. And mm-hmm. if you don't have that, right. You can't build on it, you know, to do what you're what you're hoping to get done. That's right. That's right. Um, So I first learned about your work through the Get It Done initiative um, in the barbershops and salons. And um, I find that fascinating. I wonder if you just talk a little bit about that.
0: Sure. So um, the Get It Done initiative um, has been in existence since 2003, Um, It was something that um, a former agency that I worked for um, started. And over the years, it's become a collaboration between Common Ground Health and Trillium. And so we utilize barbershops and beauty salons to uh, funnel information Uh, into their communities of their surrounding businesses. Um, We started out with specifically educating the barbershops owners and stylists um, around HIV and training them to be able to educate their clients on prevention methods of HIV um, and other transmittable diseases. Um, And over the years, it became... um, You know, we needed to do more because barbershops and beauty salons are, I like to say, you know, the old cliche is that people go to the bar and they tell their bartenders everything. But uh, I think the barbershops and beauty salons are one of the places that information, particularly in communities of color, um, is funneled through um, because people go to the barbershop, people get their hair done all the time. And so that's a personal relationship that they have with those individuals. So what we have is um, community health educators. Currently, we have nine um, who are trained on Um, prevention education, again, around HIV AIDS, STIs, um, and other health disparities. They've also been trained to do high blood pressure screenings in their barbershops and beauty salons. Um, And so, again, barbershops and beauty salons are great ways to funnel information into communities of color. Um, And one of the things that we are most proud of is that we've had the opportunity to um, collaborate with the LARC Initiative through the Holcomb Center um, to have residents go into the barbershops and beauty salons um, to just have open discussion with clients um, in the barbershops and beauty salons, so that there is that um, clinical slash community based um, space. Um, where people can just ask the residents questions. The residents are getting to know, um, you know, what the community, um, folks in the community are asking about or just, you know, inquiring around health issues as well as the community gets to benefit from having a doctor in the barbershops and the beauty salons.
1: Yeah, and I know for the Huckerman Center, that's been a great relationship too. And it's been very eye-opening for the residents mm-hmm. sometimes just seeing where people get their information yes. when they're in their office, yes. you know, sort of yes. one-on-one and you're right. teaching somebody right. about something you th- you think, yeah. you know, you're, you're the, you're the source of information. Right. And then when you get out into the community and you yeah. realize there are all these other influences yes. um, and it's so important to know about them and it be is. able to, um, you know, get into those spaces mm-hmm. too, and have those open conversations. Yes, it's I, been I it's agree. been a great partnership. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think it's a great partnership and I hope that we, You know, can make it last for as long as this work is being done. So,
1: I think the other really neat thing about the Get It Done initiative, too, is that there's, uh, you know, uh, actual evidence, too, that this Mm -hmm. makes a difference in terms of blood pressure, in terms of diabetes screening. There's certain areas, um, you know, where there's been some research outcomes. uh, And that's really exciting,
0: too. Yes, it is. Um, We try to, so we, we host four events a year aside from the work that they do on a daily basis in the barbershops and beauty salons. And one of those events is um, uh, around bring a loved one for a checkup day. So we put a spin on it and it's called take a, Healthcare provider to the barber shops and beauty salons. And we do that every year um, in September. And so we invite other service providers to come into the barber shops and beauty salons to provide um, information around health or do screenings uh, of some sort. Um, but the collaboration with other healthcare providers is an ongoing thing. And again, I think that, um, you know, we have to look at. Bringing um, healthcare providers into the spaces of where the communities are and where the people are um, so that we meet them where they are.
1: Um, how did you get interested in doing this kind of work?
0: What, oh, what path wow, led you here? It's a long story. <laughs> so I'll try and make this as short as possible. So I actually um, was home um, back in 2000. Back in 2000, um, one day, and I received a call from a friend of mine saying, asking me if I had heard that a group of kids had given blood um, and it was contaminated. And I was like, How could that be? That sounds like that would be an epidemic. It would be on the news. Uh, you know, I haven't heard anything. And so after hanging up from her, um, something was just dropped in my spirit to say, You need to get on the computer and see what this HIV thing is all about. Um, and so I did. And when I realized that um, after doing my research that it was impacting, um, at that time, communities of color more, um, I had a colleague who we went to the same church in the next morning because I've always also volunteered in the community um, on various levels went to church that Sunday and asked him if he needed a volunteer. And he said, no, I think we're all set. And I said, yes, you do, because I need to learn about HIV and AIDS. <laughs> um, because his organization was solely focused on um, education prevention around HIV and AIDS. So I started out as a volunteer with him. Um, and during that time, um, just to take a step back, I was being challenged with not knowing if I wanted to stay in my current position, um, I wasn't happy. I wasn't feeling like I was where I was supposed to be. And so volunteered with that organization for about three months. Um, he taught me all I needed to know about HIV and AIDS, and then moved into a community health education position. Um, And make a long story short, ended up being the interim director for a while. And I realized at that moment that that was where my purpose was. And so that's how I got in this arena. Um, you know, and so again, I've always been an advocate, uh, advocate for, um, in the communities of people of color. Um, and so, when I stepped into um, this nonprofit organization, um, I realized that this is where I needed to be. So, I like to call myself one of God's foot soldiers. So. Here I am. What advice
1: would you have for somebody else who's interested in, you know, community health or education,
0: um, just thinking about your own experience? Mm-hmm. So, the on, one and only advice that I would give is that you have to have a passion for it. It has to be something that you enjoy doing. Um, the work has to come from your heart.
1: That's great advice. Thank you. Um, if people would like to learn more about Trillium or about your work specifically with the Women's Prevention Program, where where can they go?
0: So Trillium is located at 259 Monroe Avenue. Um, our website is www.trilliumhealth.org. Uh, our phone number five eight five five four five seventy two hundred.
1: And what you, you spend a lot of time out in the the community. What's another community organization that you think people should know about?
0: Um <clears throat> there's so many there there really are so many um but one that comes off the top of my head is the Healthy Baby Network. Um they're doing great jobs around maternal child health. Um they've just started a new fatherhood initiative. Yeah. Um and they're working on a doula collaborative which is um something new. Um, that they're trying to bring back to the Rochester community, particularly for women of color.
1: Uh, and lastly, we like to ask everybody, what's your favorite thing about Rochester?
0: Um, I would have to say Rochester, um, changing of the seasons. There's a couple, um, as well as uh, Rochester is a family-oriented town. Um <clears throat> And there's a lot of relationships here in Rochester. So I was born and raised here. So, um, you know, I've, I've grown up here. And a lot of times I, I think that I want to leave and go somewhere else or hear people say that, you know, they want to go someplace. But fall is my favorite time of the year. Yes, I and agree. So I like the changing of the season. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and my mom's here, too. So <laughs> uh,
1: Jackie, thank you so much for talking with me today. This has been a lot of fun.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thriving Forward podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Kids Thrive 585 Inc., the Huckelman Center at the University of Rochester, and Rochester Regional Health. To learn more about today's guest, head over to kidsthrive585.org and click on the podcast link. See you next time.
1: The views, information, and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of their employers or funders.